1: hey this is dean cameron and now oh, jesus christ <laughs> richard horvitz and this is the two dollar late Feed podcast show
2: starring dustin and zach yep yep
1: <laughs> before there was
3: imdb.com there was zach and dustin You know those guys who think they know everything about a movie without having to go on the internet to look it up? That's us, but maybe only for the years 1981 through mid-1989.
0: No, I'd say late 1978 through early 1992. <laughs> Either way, we know movies, and even more specifically, we know soundtracks from those movies.
3: Yeah, this is $2 Late Fee with Zach and Dustin. This is the podcast where we pick a movie and soundtrack from our youth that we loved and see if it still holds up today. All in the spirit of positivity and togetherness. Thanks for listening, on to the show.
0: Richard Horowitz and Dean Cameron at the same time on our show. I'm so excited that everyone gets to hear this it's, interview
3: uh, It's been a long time coming, at least in my mind. That sounds disgusting. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, before we do anything, I really wanted to say uh, welcome to all of our new listeners because we, I know we have a, we have a bunch of new people, and if you are listening for the first time, Welcome. This is like the perfect episode to listen to because yeah, it really is. you've got the comedic duo that we just mentioned of Richard and Dean, who uh, are most infamously known to to our childhood selves as uh, Alan Eakian and Chainsaw Francis Kremp.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they've had such prolific careers past summer school, but really... That was the first time we saw those two, and left an indelible impression on us. Um, Richard is a friend. Dean. Dean must become our friend now. But uh, <laughs> I mean, those two like are, are are comic gold. And this in this episode, yeah. For all new listeners, this episode is a great, perfect introduction to our show because, um, man, this might be. Quite possibly the funniest show we've done so far.
3: Yeah, it's our first. It's our first duo. Duo. It's our first two on two. We got to play some some man to man defense, which was really exciting.
0: It's obviously a, a summer school reunion episode, and they told some great stories about their time making summer school and what they've done since.
3: For those that may not know, let's just go over sort of some some of the quick highlights of, of both of their careers. Richard, you mentioned his voiceover career. He's he's Invader Zim. He is in The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy as Billy. He is uh, Destroy All Humans. Um, He's in Ratchet and Clank. I mean, yeah, his voice is like in, in, honestly, it's like in everything these days. Uh, Very distinct, very distinct
0: voice. Dean played Spicoli in the Fast Times TV show. And uh, then he went on to have memorable roles for me uh, in uh, Rockula. And, uh, and then ski school, men at work.
3: Yes, and of course, yeah, Richard and Dean right now have, are collaborating on this, uh, this web series called Some Kind of Joke, which they will talk about. It's very funny. They kind of recreate old jokes in their own uh, creative interpretation.
0: They both have such distinct voices that their, their personalities come bursting through your ear holes. And uh, <laughs> I mean, I we had such a great time with them. It, it will not be the, the the only time we do this. Uh, hopefully, the next time it's in person. But uh, you know, Richard Horovitz is a is a teacher. He's a he's a great acting teacher, uh, voice acting teacher. And one of the one of the things he talks about in his class is play, and and and, and playing like we playing like you did when you were a kid. And very this episode. Feels very much like that in that vein. We just there's so much kidding back and forth.
3: You know, to your point about like kind of like play and playing pretend, it is like uh, we we do kind of revisit a lot of childhood uh, pros and cons, uh, uh, some traumas and some uh, we we peel back some some layers of the onion, um, which is uh, which is awesome and uh, and hearing a lot of stories that I had not heard uh, about summer school and. Um, and about a lot of things. I think one thing, too, I did want to mention is that uh, Dean recorded this interview outside, I think near a, uh, a hatching bird's nest. Um, so <laughs> you guys will hear a lot of, like, squeaking. You'll hear a lot of bird action. And I just wanted to be clear, like, you're not hearing, like, bed springs or anything. You're actually, you're hearing birds. Um, a, lot of, a lot of very vocal sing-songy birds.
0: Yeah, he did uh, not record this while lying in a springy bed.
3: Right. He wasn't like oiling a a car or an old (laughs) wagon or anything like that. It's it. It's I uh, want to
0: piggyback on what you just said, because um, while there's so much great content in this interview, we recorded a two dollars, six questions with Richard and Dean, which will be exclusive to our Patreon page. So, if you're not a Patreon member, please consider becoming one because their two dollars six questions uh, segment is really good.
3: (laughs) Yes, really, uh, and great reminder too. So, not only is that exclusive uh, to our mid-level eight dollar tier. Um, but also at the next level up, at the $15 tier, you can actually come up with the questions, ask the questions via recording yourself. It's great value. Yep. And thanks to our, uh, this month's uh, top tier um, patrons, uh, Jeff and Halise Rupin, again. Um, yeah, it's, uh, we have just so much stuff that you just do not find anywhere else. And,
0: uh, no, and, and in fact, to, to, to tack on one more thing about that, they they also got a... Two dollar late fee mix CD. That's what you get every every six months.
3: They did, and I got a, a very special message uh, via the via the page where th- uh, they were thrilled with it, and uh, and and okay. a, an immense yeah. thanks. Yes, just because yeah. it's personalized. You know, Zach and I, we make it for you. It's like you put it in, and then you have us like massaging your ear holes with our voices.
0: <laughs> we know it's gonna massage their ear holes for the next hour this Richard Horowitz great interview <laughs> <laughs> so uh so enjoy enjoy these two colorful characters and uh let us know what you think go to our Instagram page go to 2lllwacb.com or check out our Patreon page please consider checking out our Patreon page and enjoy the smooth sounds of a cool chase
3: Thank you guys for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Um, it's good
0: to be joined. The fact that we have Dean Cameron and Richard Horowitz in, on our show, obviously, want to talk about other aspects of your career. But summer school, this being, we're going to air this in July, so right. this being kind of a summer school reunion, so to speak. Well, I, Dean, I don't know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Richard uh, is we both we both took classes under Richard and uh, oh, cool, phenomenal VO courses and life changing for both of us. Oh, um, oh nice. Thank really you. much so. I I just cannot sing your praises enough. Oh, well, thank I mean, you, Zach.
2: Thank yeah, you. Yeah, really. Thank you. It was same here.
0: That's why Zach was in your class. Take that. That's
2: right. That's right. I run up gonna,
3: your flattery.
2: That was that, that's Dustin's way of saying, "Where's my ten percent?" If I'm not mistaken. Oh my God! Right. <laughs> that
3: is my ten percent. He's gonna Uh-oh. get it. I, I I'm
0: I, D- Dustin is actually Dustin was my mentor before you became my mentor. So
2: I <laughs> think I did, Dustin. Dustin, I did your demo, didn't I?
0: You did my animation demo. Absolutely, that's
2: awesome.
3: Cool. Absolutely, yeah. That was fun. That was fun. This is uh, uh, special for two reasons. I mean, one, you guys are you're the first duo to join us on our podcast. Um, The first, so not only do we have one super talented uh, actor, but we have we have a, a two and. Richard, I thought, I
2: thought you were going to say, Dustin, not only do we have one super talented actor and Richard. I
3: was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. Like, I dropped the ball on my joke already. Um, that yeah, one I'll, joke,
0: you had one chance.
3: Oh, anyway, we got you guys. It's great. I'll just end it there. Um,
1: <laughs> no, right, great talking to you guys. See you next time. Thanks so much. Right. Uh, <laughs> thank you for the
3: time. You've given us four and a half minutes, and that is all we can ask.
2: That sounds so, like our my wedding,
0: wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> Insert rim shot. You. <laughs>
2: of
0: your caliber.
2: I can't beat you to that one. That's yours. I cannot beat you it to that one.
0: It is mine. You can't, it's I can't. mine. Well, what would make it even better is if you guys were in the same room at the same time. Hmm. Yes. It would be. But then we just argue.
2: Yeah. It's
0: true. <laughs> true. On your so, wedding night? yeah yeah oh i see yeah yes yes. (laughs) that went around wow sorry sorry my 15 years of teaching five-year-olds i never got that sex joke right (laughs) didn't work i've learned a lot from my kids that's for damn sure so but no i mean this is huge like we were dustin and i literally were uh watching summer school the other night just to kind of refresh ourselves and um What an interesting time for both of you guys, right? Because obviously, not the first opportunity you had as actors, but one of the biggest roles. I mean, obviously, Dean, you had done Fast Times prior to that, the TV series, and playing Jeff Spicoli, which is pretty remarkable. Um, (laughs) Sean Penn, who? You know? But. working with Christoph Chris Carl, brother. Carl, Carl <laughs> <laughs> working with Carl Reiner working with Mark Harmon um you know Danny Elfman doing the score like phenomenal ensemble cast who went on to continue to do amazing things throughout their careers respectively yeah. um i don't know i mean who wants to start talking about like the journey of how you got into
1: summer school
2: dean was in way before me so i'll let him him
1: uh, tell the story. um I I, actually the, it's an interesting, it's sort of interesting. So Amy Heckerling who did fast times and was doing the series, she was supposed to direct summer school. Uh, And she was talking to while we were doing fast times, she was talking to Wally Wallace Langham and Patrick Dempsey who were in fast times, this, the CV series, like, Oh, I'm doing this movie and you guys are perfect for these two parts. It was Chainsaw and Dave. And I'm like, Thing and I you know I'd sure like to be in your movie, Amy Herline. <laughs> uh, maybe that would happen
0: Thanks
1: a so lot. and then what happened was apparently Carl Reiner had a movie at Paramount for whatever reason they decided to shelve it and they gave him his pick of any script he wanted and he picked summer school. so Amy was out and wow. uh, it, the whole thing started the whole casting process started and yeah and I just I auditioned I read it I read the script and said like, this is my part I'm going to get this part. And uh, went in and got the part. The story I tell actor, young actors is, and we called back when I was reading with other, with I was reading with Dave's, Carl uh, Reiner gave me this direction. He goes, try, try, That was great. It was great. Try this thing. And it was horrible. It was just the worst idea in the world, just, just awful. And I'm looking at him thinking, That's Carl Reiner, comedy genius, giving me the worst direction I've ever. Like, I would not give someone that direction. So I tried it. It was awful. He goes, Oh yeah, yeah, I was, that was bad. All right, fine. This is good. Great. Get out of here. So, Wait, well, about, what, what was it? You have to reveal. I don't the, remember. Oh. It, it was. I, 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 was, I think it was pausing like, take, or, take your pants down or something. <laughs> take your pants down. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm gonna put this thing in your mouth. See if you can tell me what it is. <laughs> um, no, that was not it. That was another job. So, uh, <laughs> but so about three weeks into the shoot, Carl Reiner, we're hanging out, waiting for his stuff to get set up, and he says remember uh, your audition when i told you that direction you know, yeah he was That was really bad wasn't it he goes, yeah he goes i just wanted to see if you do it because i could tell you're a son of a bitch <laughs> so, <laughs> so, he was
2: right about that right
1: he yeah. was right about that yeah, but uh, yeah. but no he goes you're a cocky son of a bitch and I go, yeah yeah so um so you know sometimes a director will give you bad in- you. direction test just you. to test you see if you listen to him or not
0: and call your mom a bitch basically <laughs> exactly
1: yeah how oh, dare's right about that <laughs> <laughs> too soon too, too soon. soon is too it soon. though? <laughs> yeah uh,
2: i was doing a, i was doing a tv series in the early days of cable television uh, for a company called the arthur company uh, the arthur company is notorious cuz they're the ones that went on to remake every single show. They did the Munsters today. They did 240 Robert, they did FBI untold stories, all these things, but this was in their early days. And I was doing a a syndicated show for them called safe at home. And, um, it was relevant today. Yeah. We did 103. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We did 103 episodes in three years. So that's, that was our schedule, but I was on a hiatus. And um, I got a call from my agents at the time and said, hey, um, they're casting this film at Paramount, Carl Reiner directing, starring Mark Harmon. They need this nerd character and they're having trouble with it. Can you go in today? And it's like, yeah, okay. So I, um, I drove to the audition at Paramount. It was Carl Reiner and um, one of the executive producers, George Shapiro, who's still a good friend. He was, um, he's Jerry Seinfeld's manager. Um, and um, I did the role of Ikean and I just read it once, twice through with Carl. He stood up, he says, get out of here, you're perfect. And, he, and they walk out and wow. I got the offer that day. Whoa. It's the fastest I've ever booked a job, but they were going into rehearsals the following week. So it was like, it had to be cast. Yeah. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't make the rehearsals because I couldn't get out of my contract with the show I was doing. That's a whole nother story. I had to buy my way out of that contract. Um, Wow. Yeah, because I had to pay for every week I was away from shooting the series because it was an exclusive contract. Oh, man. And I had to pay my way out. So basically all the money I was making, I was paying back to the company to get myself out, which they put under the guise of having to pay for a guest star to replace me each week. I said, why do you need a guest star every week? I mean, it's only, what was, how long was that shoot? Six weeks, Dean?
1: Eight eight weeks. Eight
2: weeks, yeah. Eight weeks shoot. And um that, that's how I got involved. And so I had missed the rehearsal, so everybody had kind of already bonded in the classroom like the day or two before I got there. Uh and
0: yeah. In Which in a weird way that kind of works then, right? Because your character is, is an outcast. The lone, yeah. The lone nerd, so to speak.
2: I'm the I'm the smartest of the group, except for <laughs> except for uh, the guy who goes to the bathroom. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah how do you get a ninety one sitting on the
1: toilet for yeah. all summer? <laughs> Gives
2: you time to think.
1: They're, they're, they were going to explore that in the sequel, but it never happened. <laughs> it was all based around him in the toilet, as it should be. <laughs> I, one thing I noticed rewatching it's, I think, it.
2: Wait, I think I think yeah. you're right. I, he's not kidding. It was it was called summer school, dropping the kids off at the pool.
1: Cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's bad. We're better than that, aren't we, Dean? We really
0: are. Well, you got plenty of time to warm up. So. <laughs> You blew one, Dustin blew one. It's Dean's turn and my turn. So it's
1: like my wedding oh, night. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> I got to, I got to dig deep into my kindergarten jokes. Um, <laughs> joke about pee-pee and poo-poo. Uh, no. Um, also was-
2: part of Dean's wedding night.
3: Yeah. I watched the video of this one.
1: Yeah.
0: Carl Reiner is like, I knew you were a perfect kid. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: you cocky wow.
3: son of a bitch Beat the yeah.
0: all night long on your wedding night <laughs> I, I was I, one thing I noticed in the in the film is just you know uh, kind of all over the place but it, it, early on when you guys uh, meet Shoop and, and everyone ditches and you guys are going to the library you stick around with him I and, do yeah
2: yeah because um, I because I'm I'm not, a, I'm not a troubled kid. I'm not like a troublemaking kid. I'm, I'm more of, um, I do the right thing, except I just didn't do well on my tests. And that's why I ended up in summer school. Ekians have never ended up in summer school. So I was a disgrace to my family. So the last thing I'm gonna do is buck authority. Whereas uh, Dean, where, whereas Chainsaw and Dave are the anarchists of the, of the, of the, sh- of the film. So that's why they all want to get out of there. I'm like, oh no, I've got to pass. So that's why I stay. Because I don't want to get in trouble. That's my big thing. I don't want to get in trouble. Well,
0: it's really interesting because you guys are are such. Um, you're not good kids, like other than Ikian. You're not. You're you're you know, jerk kids who who really terrorize uh, Shoop. You know, and 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 he's. <laughs> I mean he's not he's 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 an idiot too in some ways, you know. It's like he's this guy who just wants to roll through life just surfing and chilling. It's a very unique film in that way, you know. It's like you're all anti heroes. Well,
2: I would I would argue that that, you know, Kevin was you know he was the jock and so he just wasn't passing his classes and if he wants to pay, play football he has to the one that i always questioned was okay um so shawnee's character is pregnant
1: so right. she has
2: to go to summer school that was the only one <laughs> that i was like oh, okay right you were having sex instead of studying
0: <laughs> i mean who didn't want
3: to <laughs> right right <laughs> how many uh how many legally like vague things do you think that Shoop did during the movie? Because that was like Man, he, like you couldn't do any of the stuff today. No, no. He between, you know, giving you guys or you know, taking uh responsibility for the booze on the beach, between like, oh, here's Pam. She's just living with me, you know, 16-year-old right. girl. It's like it was I I haven't seen this movie in a long time, and I was like, wow, this is like Every one of sheep's decisions is terrible. It's really bad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, but yeah. you look you look back at it um, today through the eyes of where our country has come, or what what you know back society then, yeah. society has come. Not just our country, but society. Right? Exactly.
1: Yeah. A summer school was a happen. real societal tent pole. I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 real it was a commentary
1: tempest. on. It the was day. a
2: tempest in a teapot.
0: It really. <laughs> well, I, I I know watching it back. I saw it repeatedly as a kid, repeatedly. And, there's some, and, and I was always uh, curious as to what was it about that movie uh, that, that stayed with me? It, 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 there's, there are moments in that film that I'm like, it's triggering all these, you know, as you get older in life, you reflect back in all the moments. And you're like, oh, that, that's why I did this. And that's why I did that. Um, so often when I would be uh, like pining after a girl in high school, and she'd go off with some other dude i'd be like you you, you kids have fun you know i threw out that line that shoot oh, does because nice. i'm like uh, i'm heartbroken because i really want that girl <laughs> turns out she was a scientologist and a lunatic but <laughs> <laughs> that film was very pivotal for me personally um and then dustin and i were like we gotta we gotta have dean and richard on our show to kind of celebrate not just their roles in this film but the, the the movie itself because i feel in many ways it's kind of a, a hidden gem you know it often gets overlooked you get breakfast yeah. club and you get fast times and you pretty yeah,
1: we're aware of yeah, that. We know we are we well aware. We very, very aware Dean, of being Dean, overlooked. Oh,
2: Dean, mm. Dean and I have a a funny thing that we always talk about. That most of the things I do are, or he does, are cult classics. Right, which is just another way of saying commercially unsuccessful. Oh, <laughs> commercial
1: failure. Commercial failure. Sure. Uh, yeah. I think the movie. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think there's a, a guilelessness of of the movie that makes it a perennial. Why people continue to watch it and and. I don't know that, because the original script was darker. The character, it was a little darker and meatier than it came out. And at the time, I was, I was sort of bummed about that, but I think that worked in its favor. And so you can get away with it, unlike like Revenge of the Nerds, where they sort of, it's yes. very rapey. Uh, yes. <laughs> you can get away with having you know, this 16-year-old girl living in Mark Harmon's house, because Mark Harmon would never do anything with her. You know, there's no, he's not like that. Mm-hmm. Th- that character shoot and and it's all very innocent fun and you know we want to go to a- an amusement park and watch a movie and it's uh, i
2: was more concerned with bo's well-being the dog oh.
1: <laughs> wonder oh, much
2: yeah. the, yeah, the, the real name was bo and bo went on to star in uh married with
0: children <laughs> oh, oh <wow. laughs> yeah not University. a cult classic
1: bonafide no. hit <laughs> Bo's legit huh Bo wow.
2: is legit
1: whoa maybe the most successful of the whole cast <laughs> well uh, it's, uh, it,
0: it is it is interesting though when you talk about like what constitutes a cult movie versus a hit commercial hit obviously but i think of so many of the movies that dustin and i love were not initially heralded as a big deal back in the, mm. the, the thing yeah. for example is, is a perfect uh, example yeah. of that you know where you look at this movie and you're like That movie is a masterpiece, and it it is it is a classic, and it eclipses that. Um, You know, teenage comedies. I I think your film doesn't dig into the depths of like, oh, we're just going to have a uh, a sex scene for no reason whatsoever, or we're going to have you know gratuitous swearing up and down. Like, it's it's not a wholesome film per se. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But but it 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 really skirts an interesting line where it doesn't go too far one direction or the other it's really and it's unique in that way it, it i think that dean touched on something also
2: and that you're touching on zach is that um you know we were we came out in the time of the you know the john hughes films as well and so the john hughes films always had like the two outsiders which was kind of their thing not fitting in sort of thing and it was you know it had music that manipulated our emotions and stuff and it was you know that that was that was their, that was John Hughes's voice. Whereas with ours, we were just a ragtag. We represented like the like the, the the cross section of high school kids that were just existing, having fun like teenagers do. So there was no there was no real love story in this thing at all. There was none of that. Right. So it wasn't about manipulating and pulling at your your heartstrings like those other films. It was just you know summer. Right.
1: there was and there was no real teenage angst. Yeah, uh, yeah stuff so which which d- didn't age well yeah and that's true but the uh, overcoming a overcoming a problem does age well i think so yeah did you guys know each other before this movie
2: no
3: no
1: i love- I, <laughs>
2: yeah, I had seen just a poster in, in in the post office of dean there
1: was that that was that I mean, we're not talking about that
2: and I thought it was a headshot because I thought not, it was, we're not talking it was about that. Like,
1: we're not talking to about the that.
2: U.S. Postal Service. you are not the talking best, about that. Dean Cameron.
3: <laughs> so what a testament to your friendship that you guys did. You know, you shot this movie for eight weeks and now you're still friends and collaborators. Uh, we
1: I, We lost touch for. Good, good,
2: good 20 years. years, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we saw each other in passing over the years, but, but we weren't like friendly. And then Dean showed up at the same voiceover agency that I had, uh, and we reconnected. And, uh, to be honest with you, we reconnected. We were both kind of feeling the same about our careers at that point. Um, and our, and our lives and where we had come from and where we were going and, uh, one day, uh, Dean said to me, hey, um, there's this, this talk that this guy is giving, this guy named Jack Plotnick um, is giving and you wanna go with me? Cause you know, I, it, maybe it'll help motivate us and kickstart us into following through with some of our ideas. I said, sure. And we went and we were both really just inspired by this, this lecture. And uh, that's when Dean and I just said, hey, we could do this. We, we have enough connections and know enough people. And Dean says, I wanna direct. Um, and I said, great, I want to produce. And so we just started doing our, our own thing. And that's how, that's how some kind of joke was born.
3: Yeah. Amazing. Wow. And and what, what was the, the Jack Plotnick? He,
1: he's a, he's an acting teacher, but he, he just really lets coach more of an acting coach, but it's really about you do, do what you want and don't worry about what other people think and enjoy yourself.
2: Yeah, it really fell in line with this ba-
1: real basic stuff like, oh, oh, yeah, that's why I do this. It's just to have fun <laughs> right, and, right, right. And pretend, so- pretend and play and, and do fun stuff with my friends, which is the best part of the business. Yeah. Right.
2: And that's and that's what Dean had an idea. And it, Dean's idea was for some kind of joke. He said, I want to I want to tell jokes in a narrative form. Meaning, Take Classic
1: jokes and shoot them as narrative short films.
2: Yeah, without and, 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 the, and the artistry of it or the fun of it is trying to make it so you don't know what's coming that it so it's not like it's not a setup but I'm yeah. bump and and that that's more difficult <laughs> than it seems um and so Dean and I decided we're going to shoot this and uh, Dean went and and he went through Sag and we got we were you know sag and sag affiliated production and we shot well we shot I guess 6 of them before 6, yeah. six of them before the pandemic happened One of my favorite things that Dean came up with, which was, this is this was also inspired, and this is one of my favorite things we ever did, was Dean knew of this green, green screen studio uh, in North Hollywood, and he goes, hey, I'm going to do this thing where I'm going to get together, you know, like 10 oh, yes. or 12 of my, um, my favorite people that are good at improv, and we're just going to, uh, he goes, I'm just going to give you the premise, and we're just going to improvise, um, the, so it's called Dickhead Fireman. And it's also on YouTube. Dickhead uh, Fireman. Have you have you guys seen any of them?
1: I haven't <laughs> seen that one. It's, they're
2: brilliant. You're, you'll it's, love them.
1: It's incredibly low-fi. Incredibly oh, low-fi by design. Be yeah, because I, I just always thought what because firemen are so venerated and heroes. Like, what if they're horrible people? And so we just did, so we like, took that. Premise like, we the worst, ran. most horrible people. Right. Fire like yeah. my, d- my dad d- was, a little, was a
0: firefighter for 20 oh, years. Oh, then you'll love it
1: then watch no, this she'll like he will like i'll show
0: i'll share it to him because he uh yeah he's told me some stories and uh, there's some, t- some truth to that <laughs>
1: like they're so, delivering a baby and they're all disgusted and yeah and don't want to touch the woman and grossed out by it and,
2: and um like we have a, we have a house burning in the background and this guy's they're on his phone like, hey, let's take selfies get this let's right and and so and Dean done. and I would literally meet at uh, the coffee shop that's now th- not there anymore, Corky's, and we would sit down and we would just come up with like Dean would pitch twelve ideas, I'd pitch twelve ideas, and then with as much time as we had rented the the stage for, we just did one setup after another setup, and and uh, and they were all they were all shot on iPhones, right? Dean? Oh we yeah. All of, of, of them we shot on iPhones. Yeah, uh-huh. and we had like a little edit, like little what. Uh, little area where we just kept uh, you know uh, uploading all of our videos so we could get them off our phone so we had enough room um but they turned out really well my, one of my favorite ones is that is there there's a baby that they found that's been abandoned it's crying and they're just the way dean shot it was like from the baby's point of view right and so the, they're just looking in this this one fireman smoking he's Just smoking, he's like, eh, eh, eh. and they, they don't know, so the, the fireman takes the cigarette and puts it to the baby. And the baby's like, I
1: got papa, papa. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous Stuff like it's that.
2: Absolutely
1: ridiculous.
0: It speaks so, from very- uh, your own personal life when you childhood, have son, right? yeah, my
1: childhood. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say,
0: <laughs> still smoking to this day. <laughs> oh my gosh sounds amazing yeah my 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 dad has um i i find he's telling my son stories now that i never heard I'm like dad oh, why wow. don't you tell me this because he was not enlightened my dad now is he meditates and he does yoga he's a former oh. navy seal and a total wow. all-around badass but he's he cries now uh every time someone says you know i love you And he's like, i love you too
2: oh. <laughs> yeah this is a guy who That's can say i love you for 25
0: that, years you know
2: right that's right. And now
0: he's like telling my son stories about things he did back in the day, and I'm like, well, "Dad, why don't you tell me that?" Well, you never asked. I'm like,
1: oh. <laughs> it's funny that.
2: that happens with dads. My dad did the same thing. We like we were so such a non demonstrative family. It's like, yeah, okay, see you later. All right, you know. But then as my dad got older, and uh, I love you. Oh, okay, love Yeah, yeah, love you too. Like, like <laughs> even this day, my sister and I hang up the phone saying, love you, love you. And it's like, it still feels awkward to me.
0: Why, why though? That's a, yeah. why, why is because it awkward?
2: We, because we weren't raised in a way where we, we showed those kind of feelings. Like we was like, oh, I love you so much. And, that, and ultimately we had a very competitive relationship between my siblings and I, there were six of us because it was like fending for yourself it was like being more raised, like being raised in a litter. And Six. So that's Yeah. So that's, that's why it seems weird when you're like, you know, you're in your thirties and all of a sudden your dad's saying, I love you. Oh, oh, oh I love you too, too dad. Yeah. You know, it's just weird. Like Dean, <laughs> Dean, every time he hangs up, tells me he loves me. And I'm like, Oh God.
0: I do that too. I do that too. With a, with a good friend of mine because he had a similar situation. And um, I'm wondering if not saying I love you to somebody is this this the uh, this this way of like instilling competition and toughness? Like mm. I'm not gonna love breaks down you that journey. Right? Oh yeah. Earn it, yeah.
2: Although I will say you'll get to be about my age, and as my my youngest is about to go off to college and it's just gonna be this empty nest, I am struck by moments of like, ah, I wish I had, I should have. Did I mess that up? And you just it's just like the thing that's like like floods me with memories is like i remember like little videos like videos of them as little toddlers and like yeah, dad dad, what team do you want to be on the blue team or the red team and you be blah 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 and and i'm thinking wow that goes like that and then you go oh well i got the grandkids hopefully
1: (laughs) (laughs) right yeah you get a new you get a new kid every couple years you get a (laughs) a new model like uh, what happened to that other kid who like this and that and was so weird and others oh, oh i've got this new kid i gotta deal with it's, it's interesting
0: well when when my son was born uh maybe about a year after he's born everyone's like don't have another kid because your next one is gonna be a total asshole." <laughs> don't right. have another kid and right. i'm right. like really we didn't we you know we decided just to just to have one, one and, and, and and it's interesting because you get it's i think people who have one kid are almost in the same boat of people that don't have kids at all where you're like why'd you only have one Versus, like, why don't you have kids? This weird social thing that goes hmm. on, you know, like, why is what's up with that? Uh, but it is interesting with with kids, like, yeah, you have that. You have your phone, and you're looking back on these memories, and you get all emotional because everything can be saved now because of iPhone, yes. right? Yes. Every moment. Versus when our parents had us, they didn't have that. They had the the twelve clicks on the you know little camera with the, right. with, the with the flash that cubes clear. or whatever. That turned right.
2: the click 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 fork, fork. Four shots per cube,
0: and then you get all emotional. You think, okay, this the time is so fleeting; it's over. And yeah, your kids are gone, and you know, Dean, you have your kid is he's in middle school it. now, right? Starts next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got a few more years of him being at the yeah. at home.
3: So is the answer now to just say I love you as much as possible, or is it yes? Um, yeah.
2: Dean's I think really so. good. Dean's really good about that. I, I I was joking before, but he really is. Dean Dean is uh, very good about saying i love you and and saying and and talking calmly i was raised in a house where everyone yelled everyone yelled in my house and so the only way we really like ever learned to show caring was just through fighting <laughs> believe it or not it was just fighting you know we cared about something but yeah i agree i think the, the yes it, dustin to answer your question yes say i love you whenever you can
1: that's Dean, do, do you, you
0: come from a big family
1: no no small uh, i was the only child and
0: H- hence why you have such an insane ego because
1: in- yes. <laughs> that's what people say that's it's people- true oh well, one
0: child only child syndrome yeah guy's gonna it's be true. strung out when he's 20 yeah.
1: yeah i wasn't strung out when i was 20 but yeah huge ego <laughs> sure. I, I, that well, why, I mean that's why people get in, in the movies because they're like you know what not enough people see me, and I think people <laughs> need to go into a dark room and see my face forty feet tall. That's that's a job that I want. I want I want people to look at me and go, "Yeah, that dude." So that's.
2: But on the other side, he's right. But on the other side, you can be the last of six, which was me, and you want attention because all, right. there's so many kids. So it's the same kind of thing. Right, right. It's like, yeah, not enough people are paying attention to me.
0: Right. That's why you guys are perfect for each other because yes, exactly. <laughs> one end of the spectrum to the other.
1: That is true. That is true. <laughs> and we meet at self-loathing yes right? <laughs> yes that venn diagram is like and then, and then there's just this big self-loathing right thing. i wanted to come back to
0: summer school for a second because yeah. because in in, in summer How school that, <laughs> that. Uh, because, <laughs> well chainsaw chainsaw such a jerk to shoop you know he's such a jerk where he's, he's drinking you know you, you show up drunk or you are you right. uh, uh you know you trash his car right and, and and there's never and shoop is constantly looking out for you constantly like trying to help you right and you finally have your turn at the end so to speak uh and then and then richard though has these moments I was, dustin and i were talking about this two moments that really stand out to me as a as an actor where we we thought okay this is richard like really hitting his groove uh one is with denise when you find out that she's dyslexic mm-hmm. right Where i see and you paper. go up to shoot mm-hmm. and you have to tell him yeah. And it—I mean—I'm getting emotional just thinking about it because you play that scene so damn well. Can you talk about that scene specifically?
2: Yeah, because you know, prior to reading the script, I was just very much the nerd, and I looked at things that way. Which, as you know, I've told you about that in the past, where it's just like, "There's what's where's where's what what's my story here?" And that's the thing. If you look at throughout the thing, Icheon wants to help. <laughs> He wants to help. He wants to negotiate for the class. You know, Ikian doesn't fit in. But when when I see um, Denise's uh, paper where it's written backwards, um, I I remember uh, the the cinematographer on our shoot, David. Was it David Walsh? Do you remember? I think David? that's
1: right. Yeah, it's David Walsh.
2: Walsh. He came up to me and he said, "He goes, you know what." try listening a little more.
1: Mm. I'm like,
2: what? And he goes, yeah, he goes, try listening because
0: mm-hmm.
2: you're, you come from TV and stage, which is true. I did. And he goes, the screen is just giant. He said, just listen. And I remember that when I looked it at her, her paper, that was like an insight and I owe a lot to Dean, uh, to Dean. I do owe it to Dean, but to <laughs> David um, just to take it in. And Dean will help me with auditions to this day for on-camera stuff or opportunities, and oh. um, he'll say, he'll say, just, just you. Let's Dean will say, just you. And he's helped me book a lot of things because i i I haven't been, I haven't been on camera in forever. But when I do have an opportunity, I get that anxiety we've talked about before, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And Dean is my first go-to person, and and he'll say, just, just be you. <laughs> Just be you. He has to remind me of what I teach all the time. Right. And so that, that scene was, was very important to me because i had had that conversation with the cinematographer. And so when I went up to Shoop, I just, I just, if this were really happening to me, this is exactly how I would go up and do it. You know, in, in your early years of acting, there's this tendency to want to show you know what you're supposed to be thinking in this story. You know, it's indicating, as they call it, in acting class. But I didn't. I just looked at it and I said, hey, this is your problem, Shoop. Fix it.
3: Yeah. 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 I, I really connected to the idea, you know, Richard, obviously Zach and I are were students of yours and you talking about that time in your life where prior to working with Diana castle, how everything was indeed just like, this is my idea of what a nerd is. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting, you know, knowing you now and then going back and seeing like, Oh, this is how you were approaching that yeah. in this character of Alan. Yeah. Um, and then, kind of seeing how that evolved, I thought that was—it's just really fascinating.
2: Yeah, uh, Dean. Dean at one point did this thing where we did a like before it was like real common on on bonus features on DVDs. Dean had this website oh. where we'd come in and we'd watch a, a movie, and we <laughs> would do a, an audio audio
1: commentary. commentary. Yes.
2: And um, as we were doing as we were doing the audio commentary, when we finished, and, and I think that's really also where Dean and I started to re.
1: Yeah, that's so it, that that's is.
2: That is, It is. Um, after we did that, um, it was counter to what I had been doing with the way I approached work after that. And I came out and I said to Dean, I said, well, I have a hard time watching that now. Hmm. And Dean said, why? I said, because it's just so cliche, nerd, over the top, blah, blah, blah. And Dean just said, it was the 80s. That's how we acted then. <laughs> totally. It's true. That's it. It's true. If you look at all of our sitcoms from that era, that's what it was, you know. But, I mean,
0: yeah. I personally love that. It, 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 doesn't, I know I'm sure as a performer and I cringe at some, some of the things I do as well, where I'm like, Ooh, yeah, it didn't feel right or whatever. And it must, it's different. You know, how, how often do you hear people say, well, I don't watch the work I do. I just, you know, once it's done, it's, it's done. Um, we, we were, they interviewing Hart... do. <laughs> <They> <laughs> I know I'm like, yeah, a little bit, right. We right. are interviewing uh, Hart Bachner on an earlier episode. And he was saying that he's like, oh, I never. I he's he goes he saw Die Hard recently. He played Ellis in Die Hard, you know, Hans Bubby, I'm your white knight. And um, and he said that's the first. He, they did a screening at the Egyptian, I think, in like 2019. He's like, that's the first time I've seen that movie on screen oh. since I made it, you know. And it makes sense because you you think oh, I don't want to look at this, but but then you you do look back and you go, well, I should have done that better. But you guys and I keep going. I go back to what I said earlier these performances are so to me, they're unique. Like and Yeah. He's a nerd cliche, but he's in summer school. Like he's still, he's yeah. not the top of the pop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. so you're, you're not the cliche to me, to me, you're like, Oh, that's an interesting twist. Like this guy is yeah. a nerd, but he's in summer school. Okay. And then, <laughs> right. And then chainsaw. You're so angry with your name. Right. Francis Grant? Right. <laughs> yeah. And, as a kid i didn't like my name i was like zach zach i want to be called jet <laughs> for some oh, reason I'm gonna yeah. be six. <laughs> um but but y- your character too it's like i identified so much with horror films uh, as a kid i still do in many ways oh, cool. and i watched so many horror films in many
3: ways yes you still
0: do <laughs> i do you, dustin knows i i do in many ways oh, wow. um and so to me it was a unique to see someone on screen like with that love of horror and gore and just be still just a teenager you know it's like a normal kid he's not going to go out and kill a bunch of people you know
1: right you know it's really when, cool really cool to you know we do uh i call them has been autograph conventions and meeting <laughs> people uh and i also get on instagram meeting people who are in uh special effects makeup because of summer school Uh oh, it's wow. it really neat like it's like i want to do that i want to be like that guy and that's uh it, it, it's really touching and really cool. I mean, you know, I, I didn't write the part, so someone else wrote that, Wrote that, but that they that I sort of was the conduit from the writer to these people to be inspired for a career. It's pretty neat.
0: Do you ever go to uh, ski conventions where they
1: say...
3: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to be a
2: skier.
1: <laughs> yes. No. Good answer. No. You know, I would... But have... I do, no, I do. Actually, there are, I get, you know, there's that, ca- that cameo thing yeah, yeah, right, where, yeah. Uh, but I get there's two people so far who they go skiing and they call themselves Section Eight from Ski School, and they have me give an inspirational talk to the, the guys, <laughs> oh, it's, it's just kind of cool. I love that.
2: Um, yeah. yeah, that just reminded me. Oh, Rick Baker. So I was at right. Comic Con like four or five years ago, and um, I was doing this it was like a press junket photo shoot because Florpus was coming out and they were honoring Rick Baker and Rick was there. And I went up to him and I go, excuse me. And he looked at me and he goes, and he, remembered <laughs> it. he gave me a hug. I mean, I just loved Rick. Rick was one of the greatest guys. He or is one of the greatest guys. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite moment in summer school. And it's, it's probably, and I laugh every time I see it is when, Denise is learning to drive in Shoop's car, and Dean is in the back seat. And she looks, and then he looks, and she looks back, and then she looks again. And Dean is just every time she looks, <laughs> it, it's it's like perfect. It was so good, Dean. That Dean came up with that. That was Dean's thing. It was yeah. brilliant, and that's after that. like we just got lapped by a lady in, in
1: a <laughs> wheelchair. We'll 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 yeah,
3: How much were good. you allowed to improvise in
1: that film? A, a bit, you know. I, um, the script was so good. And well written that you didn't really need to, but there were there were bits where we ad libbed some stuff. Like have a cow was ad libbed, and uh, damn, it ad-libbed. damn it oh, was, was ad
2: libbed. Damn it was ad libbed. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Right.
1: Wow. That right. was
2: my ad lib. But I will tell you this. Um
1: Yeah, we play a lot. We play a lot. Yeah.
2: And yeah. and Carl would see us, yeah. and he'd say, "Let's shoot that." <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Ki- was kiss my longer hair improvised? But I didn't even know what that <laughs> my when my longer was head.
1: Was. What, right. what did he say yeah like suck my yeah, head or... loggerhead or yeah loggerhead <laughs> loggerhead
0: i always thought he said longer, longer hair, hair.
1: logger
2: like beer right loggerhead right
0: well that makes more sense is that scuzzy guy
1: who said that is that mm-hmm. the yeah yep yep
2: scuzzy <laughs> kid yeah scuzzy kid. and there's that moment where 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 um, Dean says, or where Chainsaw says to Dave, you passed and I failed, you passed and I failed. He goes, I can take it again. Oh, I can fail. next." that's just like my favorite moment, yeah. one of my-
1: But there's two scenes with, with Dave and Chainsaw that were cut. And one of them was after the party, after the 4th of July party, Shoop drives us home and uh, I vomit on my dad. <laughs> uh, and which was totally like, oh, I remember this. I could play this scene because this is my high school. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was another scene where we, uh, Anna Maria takes her top off and runs into the ocean and Dave and I propose to her <laughs> uh, and she says, no, we're, we're, we're too young, but we'll be friends. So it was nice. It was a sweet scene. Oh, Fabiana.
0: There's, yeah. a,
1: oh, there's yeah. a
2: scene that they cut. That and I shot. wrote
1: a whole thing on, at DeanCamera.com. There's a whole essay about that day because she actually took her top off and uh, we're shooting in, in Malibu. And that just happened to be the day where every studio executive decided to come visit the set of Summer School. <laughs> <laughs> they just show up and we <laughs> were on the, in the water and I look up and they're, they're like, half a mile away just all these dudes in suits in front of their bmws like wow yeah just just just, just hanging out on the set it's crazy ridiculous
0: just and make that's sure we're not
2: wasting money
0: yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, how she got bride of reanimator
2: <laughs> there was a scene uh where we shot for the for, for the first half of the day was is when my grandmother lillian adams great actress great. drops me off and um she she kisses me goodbye but it, the idea was that it was gonna be this really traumatic thing to be kissed by your grandmother as you're being dropped off at school. And it was on the lips and they shot it in a 360 degree shot around, around and around. So we kissed, William <laughs> Adams and I kissed for like three minutes as oh. we're doing it with each take. Like, okay. Ooh. I mean I loved it. I mean loved it. I mean I love it. I'm just loved saying I'm not, I'm not going like that because it's like so hard just remembering Yeah. But they cut that scene.
0: <laughs> That's too bad. That's Yeah. 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 It oh. would have gotten
2: a rated X. Uh, X uh, <laughs> lady.
0: You you just triggered you triggered a memory in me being dropped off at school. Was that ever an awkward thing for you guys being dropped off at school? That's just the memory. Well, I I I used to be so my my mom, my stepdad who I was very close to, um he was a tile contractor. And he drove a really old beat up truck, flatbed truck, beautiful truck. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes people would be like, how much you want for your truck? I'll buy it from you, you know? (laughs) And, uh, but I didn't like it because it sounded like it was the creakiest freaking thing on the planet. Every time, every time it hit a bump, right? You were embarrassed by it. I was so embarrassed by it. And he would take me to school in it. You know, and we pull up in front of this. Uh, we went to a pretty affluent high school in Cupertino, which is, you know, obviously. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. And um, my, and, my
2: clock knows that. My, my, yeah, athletes, my, my your knows clock knows right. everything.
0: Yeah. And we pull up and I'm just like, could you just drop me off on the corner and I'll walk the rest of the way? He's like, why? Oh. You know, what's the big deal? I'm like, well, just uh, please, please just drop me off. He's like, no, I'm pulling you right up in front. And it was kind of an Uncle Buck moment where he was like honking the
1: horn. I'll see you later. And I'm just like. <laughs> i hate you but i love you i just escaped a kidnapping Ah. (laughs) that was uh the the trauma for me was after getting dropped off so Mm. that was uh, (laughs) well me too
0: but (laughs) high school was not a fun time no for for, i think for many people
1: yeah
2: i think learning was not a fun time
0: for me that too
2: to this day uh My wife, Kristen, and I will go to like some back to school night or something where it's like a teacher parent, you know, thing. (laughs) And I still will take the seat in the farthest back, seat in the back of the (laughs) class. And every now and then Kristen will look at me and she'll glance and she'll say, Mike, you're still fidgety." She's just like, you know what? Why don't you just go and I'll take the notes. I'll just fill you in because I I could not sit in a class. I just couldn't, it was the worst. So I joked.
0: Would you have had a standing desk if you, it, nowadays, uh, no, I'm, I would I'm not have, joking, I would have, by the way.
2: I would not have been in school. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I know it's horrible to say, but I I did well. I mean, I got by, but that's what I always felt like. I always felt like I got by yeah. in yeah. school. I did what was expected of me. I did fine. I got into UCLA. I wouldn't get into UCLA today by any stretch of the imagination today. Hmm. Um, and I just, you know, you couldn't, I couldn't tell you one thing, but as I got older, um, I became more autodidactic where I taught myself things I was interested in. I was really interested in, in history and I was interested in, you know, I studied,
1: um, you know, first thing he fall. taught himself was the word autodidactic. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. I'm
2: like,
0: what the hell? That's
2: good. Write that down. We'll use that for damn. S-K-O-J. Um, ask
0: Siri that <laughs>
2: ask Siri. Um, and I just, the things I was interested in, I read a lot of biographies. I taught myself to play the guitar. Not well, as Dean will tell you. I brought my guitar to the summer school set one day.
0: Way and, to throw Dean under the bus. Yeah, hey. No, but
2: he'll tell you this because I, I'm i not like, Dean taught, taught himself to play guitar and the bass. And he, Dean's a musician and um, I brought my guitar to this set one day, and I'm trying to learn to play Cat Stevens' um, "Wild World." And I've got the guitar, the guitar chords down very slowly. And Dean's like, "Oh, Wild World, Cat Stevens." I'm like, yeah, I guess let me have that. And he goes, takes it, and he plays like, do 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 do
1: do do C chord, right?
2: C chord, it's C Doo, do 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 do. Oh, baby! I'm like, okay, I'm done with guitar. <laughs> oh,
1: I crushed his dreams. She crushed. I crushed. He crushed my dreams.
2: It's what
0: I and do? You were that kid in high school for him. Yes. Dream exactly. crusher. Yes. All these chicks flock over to you. Oh, my God. Totally. Yes. <laughs> that's why I started Richard's playing like, guitar. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Yeah, everyone. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> rockula, you know. So. <laughs> yes, Rockula. <laughs> um, thank you guys for coming on the show. This is really course, awesome. Truly an honor. Appreciate it. So
3: good to see you virtually. Yes. Thanks for your good time. See you
2: guys too. Say hi to Aaron for me. I will. And say hi to your family, also, Zach, and give Bodie a hug. Me. Guys, I love you.
0: I love you. you. I love you, too. Love yeah, you. there you go. All right, guys. Bye. Take care. Talk Thank to you later. Bye. Bye.
1: Well, I was born in the sign of water. And it's there that I feel my best. The albatross and the whales, they are my brothers.
0: Oh, listen, I just
3: wanted to say goodbye and remind you that the good guys always win. Even in
0: the 80s. Alright, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four... Is it a five-star rating? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We really... Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet... Don't forget to check out our website at 2 dollars and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 2 dollars We'll see you next time. We did it.
1: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.